Tom Barry, do you remember a time yeah. where podcasts were a regular thing? When maybe <laughs> we'd maybe we'd do one once a week, or maybe hmm. on the odd occasion we'd give people a heads up and go, "Oh, we're not going to record next week." It's a distant memory, Matthew. Uh, I can't even remember what a podcast is. You're going to have to remind me. Let's try it out. Let's see if I can. It's Tom and Matt Attack. Yeah. Matthew. Hello. Hiya, Tom. So, yeah, it's been a while. Yes, hello, old friend. Seven (laughs) weeks, eight weeks. The last time I saw you was actually in a different country to the one we're both currently in. This could be the longest interval we've had. It's almost been two months. Like, start of May was the last time we podcasted. Mm. Let me just count it out of my hands. I've been to, since we last podcasted with me in Denmark, you in England... I've been to England, uh, I've been to Wales, I've been to Denmark, I've been to Sweden, I've been to Germany, I've been to the Czech Republic, I've been to Austria, and um, uh, somewhere else in between, forgotten. Eight countries altogether. With I- I've been to Wales. I've been to Hungary as well. My wife just informed yeah. me. Yes. Just in case I missed that one have. out. She's clearly listening to this podcast. That's what I meant to say. And I was like, which one of the ones yeah. between Hungary? Yeah. yeah, so I got married. Uh, you were there. Did, did we not podcast after the wedding? We did not, know. We told people there was going to be a wedding. And then, oh, uh, yeah, I've been gallivanting here, there, and everywhere on weekends, as you can hear, yeah. in eight countries. Yeah, Wow. It's hard to tie you down, Matthew. It is. Uh, fortunately, my wife managed. Bah! <laughs> um, oh, wow. Wedding jokes. Yeah, wedding jokes. Mar- marriage jokes. Yeah, that's how it goes yeah. now. I can't do dad humour quite just yet. I mean, I no. am a, a father of a cat, but not like of an actual human being. Thank God. Some people... How did you say. father a cat? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, <laughs> when a man and a woman love each other very much, they get a practice baby, or so I've been told. Um, how have you been, Tom Parry, in those weeks? Well, I've been okay, thank you. I very much enjoyed enjoyed uh, coming to your wedding yes. and experiencing that very special day with you. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> well, I- I've been mostly trying to keep creative. Yes. Yeah. I, I do stuff for Bath Process yeah. quite regularly. Uh, it's had a bit of a, a flourishing uh, as of late. Yes. So I remember not long ago we were doing a video saying, oh, thanks, we've got 3,000 subscribers, and now we're on 3,500. That's pretty good. And, uh, hello. <laughs> It's my wife Sorry, waving, waving for those at home. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't help myself. Um, so that's doing really well. Uh, I think there's a bit of a turning point for Blast Process coming soon. Yeah. yeah. For those who are aware that also create content for a YouTube channel called Blast Process, I've been doing a feature called Paris Pickups for the last, I don't know how many years. God, at least two or three now, surely. Yeah. Uh, but I'm coming up to my hundredth episode, and I decided it's time for a change. Have almost done hundred episodes of Paris yeah. Pickups? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. It's it's time for a change because I can't keep talking about four games every week. Fair. <laughs> for one thing, and there's always one game that's more interesting than the rest. So considering I have a lot of games already, I'm going to focus on one game a week and do a sort of game of the week video. Fair. Where I will highlight a particularly interesting game and talk about it, and it doesn't have to be a new game; it can be. Another one. Yeah. So I've said it now. The cat's out of the bag. Call blimey. Uh, it will either happen sooner rather than later. I'd like for it to happen after the 100th episode, but it could start happening before. Okay, fair enough. We'll have to see. Uh, but I might not do any more Paris pickups after 100. Fair. There you go. Okay. Yeah. God, I can't believe you've it's... done 100 Paris pickups. That's mental. Well, how many game boils have you done? Well, biographics, I've I done 100 biographics. Um... About 10 Boy Curious episodes. Mm. I think I'm already on like five or six of the chromatographics now. Yeah, five I've done. Yeah. So 
that's so some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's been four years of me doing that, so. Yeah, yeah, God, it's almost been it's been six, Tom, of us recording this podcast. <laughs> I think now. That's crazy. It is. It's nuts. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we're we're still doing it though. You know? We are. I'm glad we're back on it again, and I think we should probably just talk a little bit about E3, even though yeah. it's been forever. I mean, like since E3. I apologise we'll to you, Tom Parry, who was very much like we should do an E3 podcast, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we should. We but I'm really do. tired. <laughs> yeah the amount of stuff you've done lately is unusual yeah so it I'll, is i'll forgive you Matthew. it has been crazy it's almost as if i made a big yeah. life decision recently and then i've been paying for that ever since exactly no um yeah so e3 uh should we did you like e3 was it a good e3 for you overall i think it was an okay e3 for me overall i th- do, you want, do you want me to tell you what i think yeah go for it go on refresh my memory sequels 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 yes i felt there was an emphasis or at least a focus on the sequels this time round, and there was less stuff that was like ooh. i think there to me i think personally. there were a few things that i was like ooh about but to be honest with you like perfectly honest Ever since E3, I've not really thought about E3. Other no, than... there hasn't been that one game for me that's... Not that I can... I mean, if there was, I would be able to think of it now, but I can't. I, I know the two games that were the ones that I was like, oh my God, when the hell is that coming out? And that is, uh, obviously, uh, Cyberpunk is a game that piques my interest no end. I l- sure, the trailer was very nice, but I felt like I needed more. Um... Uh, Perhaps there is more out there. There is more it. out there. Unfortunately, there's no footage out there of it. No. But there's. Although some people got to see it and have written about it. Yes, it is a first person RPG. Yeah. Um, like Elder Scrolls or. Like Elder Scrolls or something of that ilk, but it seems Fallout. like the world. Like the whole. Their argument, uh, CD Projekt Red's argument was hey. We are going to bring this in. We want you to feel like you're in this world. Therefore, we've switched the perspective. First so I'm good with that. Uh, that game sounds, looks incredible. Um, some of the things they were talking about in such as Giant Bomb and Waypoint and a lot of these other podcasts I listen to make it sound like a very good game. Ooh. The other one, which I'm still gutted that there is absolutely no info about when this game is coming out is uh, Ghosts of Shishima, which looks like mm. the most amazing thing I've it, ever it seen. It looked very pretty, I have to admit. I, I saw pretty much everything on show at E3. Uh, and I would say, yes, it looked great. Yeah. Look nice. I don't know oh, what else man. to say about it. It's a third-person samurai game, Tom. Yeah, ever, it is. Ever since... Like Way of the Samurai. Yes, uh, but like... <laughs> It looks gorgeous. It looks sprawling. Like the fact mm, that they went mm. into that bit of combat that were almost reminding me of Dynasty Warriors level of just like we're just gonna mm. throw people at you and you're not oh, just yeah. mashing it, a button now. Cool. You're actually fighting them. Was like, oh my god, this looks incredible. Mm. Mm. It did not excite me in the way it sounds like it excited you. Yes, it, it really. I think I've well become it... a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Tired of. Uh, big game announcements i don't know i mean nothing i'm with you but at the same time ever since i played um the yakuza spin-off that the name escapes me at the moment you'll be quicker of it than me with samurais oh samurai one god i can't why can't i remember the name of it it's like my second favorite yakuza game uh anyway Kai, no, oh god, that's annoying. It doesn't matter. It, it keeps... does, Tom. The Yakuza game with samurais. Uh, I really like that game, and so that wasn't released outside of Japan. That one. It was not. Uh, Kenzen. Uh, Kenzen. Yeah. You've said that a few times before on this podcast. Yes, I have. <laughs> um, ever since I played Kenzen, I've been like, wow, man, I really like samurai games. Actually, there's something really cool about mm. this. Um, I I really like that Kengo game that. Uh... You got for us. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's something about Samurais, man. Uh, speaking of Samurais, From Software um, announced a game that was pseudo Samurai, pseudo um, oh, yeah. ninjas, uh, called uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, yes. which um, I really liked Tenchu Self Assassin back in the day. And the idea of having a Tenchu-style stealth game with Dark Souls combat mechanics really also excites me as well. Hmm. So, those I felt three... that's probably going to have some 
I know it's not going to be exactly like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, but at least have some things in common with yes. those series, I think. Uh, and not being a fan of either of those, uh, I can't say that one's got me particularly riled up But either. did you ever play Tenchu? You know what? I've never played oh, Tenchu. Oh, mate, you need to go play Tenchu. Tenchu's a there, good game. A... I do have one of the Tenchu games on the Wii, but I haven't got to play it I have I've heard it was okay. I have no idea how Tenchu has aged, but there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind there would not be a... Stealth as a genre, I I don't think would honestly exist mm. without Tenchu. Like, that was the first stealth game I remember playing and going, wow, now, this is really cool. I was really bad at the stealth, but the combat was satisfying. Back on the PS1. Back on the PS1, yeah. It was one of the first games when, I remember demoing. When you said stealth then, you reminded me that Kojima's got a new game out. Yeah, and I, coming I out. don't really care. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm the opposite. I was really intrigued by that trailer. I mean... I was... I thought that was... Very interesting. Uh, One of the most interesting things I saw at E3 because it had uh, quite a unique vision. I want to see more of what that game actually yeah. is because at the moment, do you know what? Go on, sorry. I was super excited for it after last E3 yeah. with like the the thing with the weather in the field and that things like killing all the guys and pulling them into the Ooh. dirt and all this. Yeah. And then I just like this year was just Norman Reedus delivering packages. <laughs> I was just like, what the You fuck know is what? This game? I thought that could be a fantastic gameplay mechanic. If you have to traverse particularly dangerous areas yeah. and uh well carrying a lot of things, that will obviously affect your balance and such and how it, I could see a real interesting puzzle game there. Yeah. Uh bouncing out packages, getting them across certain things, maybe using certain techniques. I, I think I tweeted to Kojima, uh, perhaps, about uh, how interested I was in that as a gameplay mechanic. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, he's, he's a busy man and he can't get back to everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But that actually, for as dull as it may seem, I thought could be quite interesting. Maybe my gaming habits are changing. You know, I took one look at Devil May Cry and thought, well, gee, that's so fast. <laughs> you know, the new Devil May Cry. Really? And I thought, oh, all these games are too fast now. I think uh, I- I'm going to enjoy Death Stranding. Yeah. He's stranded somewhere, isn't he? Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> and the baby thing, I thought that was really cool. That he straps this baby onto his chest and it somehow gives him some power. Or... Well, like the theory running around is that is essentially a clone of Norman Reedus. So every time Norman mm. Reedus dies, the baby grows to be a new Norman Reedus. Ah, oh, that's interesting as well. And that's why there's like some line of dialogue in there that's just like, don't if you get if you die, you will come back, but your memories won't, or something like that. Like, oh, yeah. I think it could be one of them games where you die a lot. I th- I'm not I, so keen on them. I suspect it may be. I mean, death is death. in the title, Tom. <laughs> yeah, but it's got me intrigued at least. Whether it turns out to be a game, I'm actually gonna be into or not i don't know because it is another big adventure game and they're the types of games i don't tend to play anymore at all yeah so yeah who knows I, i'm quite excited about the new sonic racing game yeah can't go wrong there with the uh, sumo digital developed uh, kart racer now with some team mechanics so yeah. you play you race in teams uh, online could be quite fresh but it's just quite it's new. just the sonic characters tom it is the sega uh, general save characters aren't in there, are they? No. Shame. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But I really like Sonic, so I think I'll be okay with it. I mean, you do, but do you like <laughs> Sonic that much? I went to a Sonic the Comic uh, fan convention. Yeah. <laughs> so long ago. I, and that's what one the one week I was in this country, you were just like, sorry, Matt, can't punk us today. I oh, need yeah, to go to the Sonic right, the actually. Comic convention. Yeah, I. Got a nice T-shirt, and uh... I saw you. You had someone sign some stuff and do you a doodle. Yes, I, 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 I met Nigel Kitching, who was the writer of the main Sonic stories, and also illustrated and wrote uh, one of my favourites, the Decap Attack. Yeah, cartoon strip, which was really good. Anyway, uh, we're on E3, yeah. aren't we? Anything else that's uh, um, spiked? I mean, your interest. Having loved Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I'm I'm mm. more than willing to give Skull and Bones a go. Ah, Skull and Bones, yes. It it's primarily uh, the uh, ship ship combat, isn't it? Um, yeah, but I, I assume there's some of you wandering around as a pirate and doing piratey things. One would hope. Yeah, I would like to swashbuckle. It- 
Um, it could be a more realistic uh, uh, Sea of Thieves type, you know. Yeah, potentially. Uh, so I've mm, there there is. A, I don't know if that's what they're going for. Or not. I don't there think is a so. book currently out um, by a gentleman whose name I will Google in a second. Uh, called Googly, Google. Be More Pirate. Um, oh yeah. Which is essentially like the whole concept of the book Be More Pirate is essentially about taking risks and you know this ask for forgive ask for forgiveness not permission thing it's by a guy called sam conniff adela i think i'm pronouncing that right um and the book itself in terms of like yeah man be more rebel within an organization do this do that is stuff i've heard multiple times before however it has this layer of pirate history layered on top of it and pirates are surprisingly like the first socialists is something i've mm-hmm. kind of got from this they were very left-leaning they were almost like pirates had unions and mm. they did a lot of really progressive things like pirates had gay marriage like the first recorded things of gay marriage and pirates were very much about like if you got injured on the ship you would be paid compensation for your yeah. injuries and they did a lot of really cool things. And generally speaking, being a pirate is not what we all think of as being a pirate. It's essentially about tactically interfering with people. The whole fact of the skull and crossbones, the Jolly Roger flag, is saying like, hey man, we're pirates, give us your loot so we don't have to hurt you. But it was also like a tactical thing. It was trying to engage their psyche because they didn't want to hurt them because they didn't want to get their crew killed or maimed, in mm. which they'd have to pay them out compensation. Or they didn't want to damage their boats because if they damaged their boats, they would risk the chance of having to pull into port and then getting arrested. So there's this weird layer of piratism that I'd never really thought of before. And I was like, wow, this would actually make a really interesting video game. Yeah. So you'd hope that they'll get some of this into the uh, Skull and Bones game. Yeah, a little bit. That's like your, your wish. I would really like there to be... and. You know me. You know my my hatred of things like uh, real time strategy games. Ooh. I kind of really wish there's a resource management aspect of this. Actually, that is more about like maybe a simplified one. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. Assassin's Creed. All you would really do in Black Flag, as much as I love the fact that the pirate in it is Welsh, uh, because it turns out Tom, most pirates are Welsh as well. Mm. Blackbeard, Welsh. Um, yeah, is. Essentially, like I would love there to be more than just like, hey man, just shoot the shit out of this thing. If your ship is bigger, <laughs> you'll win this battle. Because that's yeah. what Assassin's Creed pretty much was. And then pirate economics, you want? I want pirate economics. I want <laughs> like pirate. Like there was lots of things about like groups of pirates getting together and then disbanding yeah. again. I want there to be like pirate charters and ways for me mm. to like discipline people that don't meet my pirate charter. And I want to have a risk-reward thing of going into battles, which I don't think is in Black Flag at all. I think that would be great. Let's hope it's not just ship-to-ship battling. Because if it's just ship-to-ship battles, I'm not going to care, to be honest with you. Because like, <laughs> as much as I loved Black Flag, as much as I loved sailing around and going through the water with like people singing sea shanties as mm. I saw a whale jump out of the water, yeah, there's not really that... There aren't that many experiences in video games that I can think of and go, oh my god, like this will stick with me forever. I was just hearing, rollicking randy dandy, oh. And <laughs> like the ship's going up and down and then you just see a yeah. whale pop out and you're like, should I harpoon the whale? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going well, to a Tortuga, man. I'm flying. For a brief period of time, I was even sucked into uh, that game. I mean, you know. Soon- and uh, that's very rare that I'll actually play something for a Long while. As soon as I put on a game that I was like, oh, well, I like Assassin's Creed. I have no expectations. I'm like, oh my God, he's Welsh. Then I yeah. was I was sucked in for sure. But it's... I hope there's more to Skull and Bones than that. I, if there is, mm. then I'll I'll be super happy. But let's see. Yeah. You're, you're not so interested in the new Assassin's Creed then? <sighs> I mean, Odyssey. yes and no. I haven't played Origins yet which mm. I've heard does a lot of improvements in the series. I'm also really curious to check that game out because 
they've introduced a history mode now, in which is essentially it turns off all combat and everything else, and essentially you can just wander around this huge world they've created, free roaming. Wow. And then like there's that. like a British historian who's narrating over the entire thing, telling you where they got their design inspiration for this, this, and this, what this is, what this meant to Egyptian that's, culture. That's pretty great, really. It's you know, as long as it's not the whole game, it's an optional. It thing, is an optional then, thing. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all for Completely that. Completely. You know, because at times thing. you don't want a stressful experience, do you? I mean, you might want to just take in the world. Yeah. You know, it's walking sim, but like actually with historical interest to oh, it. Oh, I love a good walking sim. Exactly. So I'm I'm gonna get that game just to do that, but I haven't got around to it yet. Seems... I didn't know about that. You, you've sold that game to me more than anything else yeah. I've ever heard about. But uh, it's one of those things. Like I saw it when I was back in the UK last week for about twenty five quid. So I I think it's at the point where I'm probably gonna buy it. I haven't checked how much it is on Amazon. Yeah. Still, yeah. still three or four times that in Denmark. But there, there you go. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Of course, of course. It is. How about uh, Beyond Good and Evil? That's pirates, isn't it? Uh, Flying pirates. Yeah, but aren't they a bit like pirates? I want to see what that game is before that, I. That, that, that has the potential to be uh, quite, quite a good title. I think. I mean, potentially. I'd, I'd like to see more of what it is, though. I'd like to actually see yeah. gameplay. I'd like to see what you're doing as a player. Well, there's a lot of this, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> what is it going to be? You say with Skull and Bones, and maybe, maybe the Ubi. Yeah, they're both Ubisoft games. Aren't they are they? both Ubisoft a, games. Yeah. A trend, big games coming soon. I tell you a game we did get a lot of info about, and that was uh, Fallout seventy six. I was quite interested in that presentation. It's actually the first time I, I actually texted our good friend Jakob and said, "Yeah, maybe instead of Battlefield this year, we buy Fallout seventy six. It's this uh, big, bigger experience that they're they're offering, isn't mm-hmm. it? To play the game with a group of people, but not too many people. I remember no, him saying in cause... the presentation because that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want it to be a battle royale. They don't want it to be like a big MMO because their whole yeah. thing is like, hey man, like there wouldn't be that many people in the world, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I like the idea of exploring together. You know, those sort of games don't appeal to me so much because I've always feel like I like to play stuff co-op if it's a big game like that. And so that's cool. Hmm. I like the sound of it. Now, see, because like I, I still to this day like I've kind of come to terms with the game now, and I realize any time I play a big first-person game that kind of wants me to have exploration, I really want to play a better No Man's Sky. I've kind of come mm. to terms with my my actually being quite fond of No Man's Sky and the world that created. Mm. And so I would like it if it, it has got the vibe of like No Man's Sky of like, hey man, we're wandering around this thing together, which is originally the vibe I got on Minecraft of like, hey, we're going into this world, like things could be destroyed, we could run into people who are going to grief us and break the things we make, but that is yeah. the world. Like once those rules are set up from the start, I think it could be a really cool experience. Yeah. But again, it's a follow-up it's game. More fallout. I really don't like Elder Scrolls. I'm on record as sitting yeah. like I really couldn't care. But I actually kind of liked a bit of Skyrim when I played it. So, okay. let's see. Yeah, yeah. That that was one of the more interesting games presented, I think, at E3 in terms of the the gameplay mechanics yeah. being quite revolutionary. Uh, Nintendo also showed off Smash Brothers. Yeah, and you probably (laughs) felt exactly the same way I did about that. And I I forgot it was on. I was like, oh, shit, Smash Brothers, um, they're doing the... The, you know, they're doing the Nintendo Direct. Oh, God, I'm quarter an hour into it. I hope I haven't missed anything. And then I turned it on and it was all Smash Brothers. Yeah, they dispensed everything else reasonably quickly before the majority of the uh, E3 presentation was... Oh, direct, sorry, was Smash Brothers, yeah. Uh, there were a couple of things that, that interested me in Nintendo's presentation. First of all, they started off with that big giant robot thing. Yeah. Uh, my first impression was, again, like most games, oh, it looks too fast. But I also th- thought it looked pretty cool as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, did, it did look cool to me. It visually very appealing, something about the style of it, which thought, yeah, mm-hmm. that could be all right. Um what else did they talk about? Mario Party, Super Mario Party? That looked kind of interesting, the whole, like, hey, put but two Switches next to each other and play that, across games. That, that looked, seemed all right. Uh, I like to see new gameplay mechanics. and no, I'm not really a huge fan of Mario Party, but, you know, any any new kind of ideas Nintendo come up with for ways to use a Switch, they're of interest on me, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. What else did they say, Matthew? What other games did they cover? They showed Splatoon a little bit, the new uh, single-player DLC, which is out, I believe. 
It is out. Uh, you know, I actually picked up Splatoon. Did you too. really? Can you believe that? Uh, I was actually thinking about you yesterday because I went into our mm. local Furtex, which is the supermarket here in Denmark, yeah. and where the Super Soakers should be. They actually had yeah. uh, Splatoon guns. Because I love Super Soakers. You do. <laughs> but they had, the, they had the Splatoon guns. They had the splatter yeah. shot. But they shoot, I've seen the photos. But they yeah. shoot ink. And I was like, oh, if they were shot water, I would have bought them. Ink? Yeah, they shoot, they shoot like little paintballs. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I literally, I had it in my hands. I'm like, I shouldn't buy this, but I'm gonna. And then I realised it shot ink, and I was like, oh, It sounds well. messy. Yeah. Mm, I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll pick it up anyway. I, I still have dreams of doing an ink kid, an inkling as a, a Halloween costume on you. Oh, but... yeah. That, I've got a little hat. Yeah. The promotional hat uh, inkling. Yeah. Uh, but yes, very cool uh, game. I mean, what I like about Splatoon, obviously... Essentially, it's the same as the Wii yeah. U one, the, the core game. But uh, I love the style of it. I like the slight changes they made, the extra mode, the uh, salmon runs. Cool. Yeah, salmon runs, nice. Uh, yeah, solid game. It, it's the kind of thing you can just jump in and out of, is it? Especially being on the Switch. Uh, you can just play whatever, a five-minute game yeah. when you're on the sofa. It's like... It doesn't have to be a big event playing Splatoon. No. It can just be a quick go. Yeah. So I like it for that. I, I was, though, considering the fact that if I'm going to get the most out of the game now, I've got to sign up for Nintendo's online, haven't I? You do, yeah. Uh, and Splatoon, obviously, is a big a big uh, asset to their online strategy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because it's a very popular game. It's going to get a lot of people signing up, as will Fortnite, which I guess has been released uh, well-timed release yeah and i've been so they get enough people addicted to it before they start I've charging i've been playing a lot of fortnite on my switch since it came out Do you know what still can't get into it i i tried on ps4 I... deleted it and then i tried on switch deleted it i like I, it i i, I can't um, get into i that. i i like I like the non-building bits of it. As soon as it gets to like us having to build stuff and protect things, I feel like yeah. I always suffer with that because I, I really just want to go out there and shoot people, which is probably... I would probably love PUBG, but hmm. I can't play PUBG because I have no way of doing it other than the Xbox version, which I hear is a little bit lackluster. So Okay. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Another game actually I've been enjoying on my Switch before we depart from Nintendo is uh, Subsurface Circular, which is a game by Mike Bithell, um, who has oh, been on yes. this very podcast. Um, and I would that's good. It's cool to be able to say. I that, would recommend it? you check that out, Tom Parry, because <laughs> it kind of you brought it up into my head when you were talking about um, Death Stranding and interesting concepts mm. for a game. Because what the game is is essentially you're a robot on a train. And people come on the train and talk to you. And when... Sounds good already, robot on a yeah, train. Yeah, but it's essentially, it's kind Great of like um, a choose-your-own-adventure style like novel where you're talking to all these robots on a train. That's All you do is interact with the people. It's a spin-off oh, of another game. Now, now I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like three quid, Tom. Give it a go. Some of the best writing I've ever experienced in a video game. I, I don't doubt it coming from uh, Mike Bethel, but... Yeah, Mr. Bethel knows how to write. Uh, but it was apparently, it came yeah. out of like... They did like a game jam on narrative, and it's like an hour or two uh-huh. long, but it's really fun. It's really worth. Okay. Maybe now you've 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 made me aware of it and uh, what it's about. I might just consider getting that at some point. I pick it up. Like I said, it's quite cheap. What's what's that on? Uh, it's on Switch. It's on uh, It's on everything. I think I I'm not sure if okay. it's on Xbox One, but definitely Steam. They've even released a sequel to it there, called. Uh, Quar- oh, quarantine circular. Fucking hell. Reading apparently escapes me today. Quara. Quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Um. We run out of things to say. No, I, I, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else from Nintendo. To be honest, like. I, there, I'm sure there was. There probably was, but like I said, I missed the first couple of minutes of their presentation, so I've only kind of absorbed Nintendo stuff through osmosis. I, I, I search on the computer now, but I'm afraid my typing will uh, pick up on this I'm microphone. I'm sure mine already will anyway, so it's fine. Uh, Nintendo's E3 18 presentation, the nine biggest games. Yeah. Apparently there was a Fire Emblem. 
which I, I oh yes, that's I right. Some about. sort of new Fire Emblem, not my cup of tea. Uh, Fortnite. Sure um, Fortnite, yeah. That Dragon Ball Z Fighters games coming out. Oh, Killer Queen looked interesting. Yeah, that was something. I was like, okay, cool. This reminds me a lot of Towerfall. I wouldn't mind. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah with the bees. Yeah. Was that game with the giant robots you were talking about called Demon Times Machine? Yeah. That looks interesting. It's probably Cross. Yeah. They like saying Cross. They do like saying like, Cross. Like uh, Namco Cross Sega or Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Yes, Cross. Tekken Angry Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was Nintendo, was it? It oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also that Sea of Solitude game from EA, which is stuck in my mind. Ah, that was in, that was another one that looked very artistic. Yes. Uh, also, EA announced uh, un- Unraveled oh, Two. Unraveled Two, which was available straight away. Which I have no interest in because I didn't like the first one. Uh, I quite like the first one, but I haven't played enough of it. This is the thing I found a lot with E3. They were announcing sequels to games I haven't actually played the first one to. I don't need a sequel. I've still got the other one to play. Yes, fair. Don't keep... And so in some cases, it was sequels of sequels. Yes. So I was like three behind. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I can't keep up with it. Yeah. God. <laughs> Anymore. I've got to have games I can just jump in and out of. Yeah, there was a lot of sequels. Last of Us 2. Um, that game looks incredible, but it looks even bleaker than the first one. I'm yeah, like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. With that one. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it looks technically very good. I'm sure it will have a, an engaging narrative. Yeah. And they, they seem to be going with, for realistic violence. Uh, I read an interview with them because there was a lot of controversy about the violence in the game. Yeah. But then they wanted to make it look real. There, there were reasons why it should look the way yeah, it does. And, you know, I, I respect that. You know, it's not just gore for gore's sake. They've said they want to make it Even though people do like gore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Star Wars Battlefront will get some Clone Wars content, and some but no Qui Gon. <laughs> I know Qui Gon technically died before the Clone Wars, but still, uh, oh. he's an underrepresented Jedi. <laughs> Sorry, skip the next minute if you haven't seen Solo yet. But um, have you seen Solo, Tom Parry? Yes. Why is Darth Maul in Solo, Tom Parry? I know he's in Clone Wars. I know he's in Yeah, that Rebels. was kind of jarring for that me. That was the moment uh, that film completely lost me. I look, I was watching it. I was like, oh, great. Like, d- this is actually not half as bad as everyone said. And then Darth Maul good. appeared and was like, oh, fuck this film. Yeah, they're setting up something else, whether it's something they'll continue in more films. Maybe they were thinking solo sequels, uh, but now it sounds like maybe they're not thinking solo sequels. Yeah, surprise so that. They end up. Being uh, uh, somewhere else in a in a book or other TV series, isn't there like two TV series? Oh, I have no idea about? anymore. There's I'm so much Star now. Wars stuff going on. Uh, but you know that uh, Last Jedi remake's gonna happen, so that's fine. Let's let's hope not. Oh, I, I I just Ryan Johnson's tweets of just like do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. As in like I and dare let's just see you. how terrible yeah, it really exactly. is. Was that amazing? So. Uh, yeah, I like Last Jedi. I like Last Jedi as well. I've come around. There on you it. go. Um, I, I, it, it hasn't ruined my childhood. Oh Christ! Anyone who says something's <laughs> ruined their childhood just needs to get over themselves. I'm sorry. Like, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, just if you don't want to watch the thing, don't watch it. You're allowed to not like it. It doesn't have. Yeah, we're not going to get into that debate. No, we're not going to get into that yeah. debate. We've still got a couple of things to talk about in. In regards to E3, I think uh, Sony showed off Resident Evil Two remake. That looks pretty good. Yes, it's a remake again. You oh, know, I'd rather hear Tom, about new Tom things. Parry. But I don't. I really like Resident Evil Two though. Yes. Yeah, I really like Resident Evil. Um, I even played quite a bit of Two. Did again, I? Did I ever tell you thing. like but... Two was the first? <laughs> Like survival horror game I ever really played. Like we we dabbled with I Resident think for Evil. A lot of people. But like yeah, I got I remember getting a just... demo of Resident Evil Two with official PlayStation magazine, and like it was me, my mate William, and my mate David who were the older boys in town. And like one of them had a PlayStation, and I had a PlayStation, and so we we played the demo of Resident Evil Two, and like I remember like. One of my younger, like my second cousin, Lewis, wasn't allowed in because my mum was afraid because mm. his dad was a policeman and we were playing this 15-rated game. Also, he'd be scared. So, like, 
we had to shut the curtains, so like the living room was really dark, and we were playing Resident Evil. Oh, that Evil. makes it more of a thing. And it properly, man. <laughs> like I had a weird thing about like zombie dogs for a long time mm, after that. Mm. Like even into my early teens, I was just like, oh man, like if this ever goes bad. It's not bad. real, Matthew. It's not gonna. No, happen. I know, but you know, I've got a bit of an overactive <laughs> imagination, but. Yeah, that game, I, I've got a lot of nostalgia for that game. Yes. Surprisingly, and it's one totally I never really actually played myself. I just kind of watched everyone else in our living room yeah. playing it. Well, I think it's a better game than the first one. I can't play the first one. I've tried to play the remakes of it, but uh, I just lose patience with it. There's some really annoying things in that remake that really do my head in, mm. like Red Zombies. Uh, it's just I, I don't want the stress of worrying about pulling off perfect headshots because it means I ended up just like save scumming and reloading until I shot their heads off to make sure they don't come back later when I'm gone. I just don't think Resident Evil 1's very user friendly to play. It's difficult to go back and play that now, even the remake. Yeah, I'd I agree. Think. The games have evolved a lot since that game. And, Apparently uh, Resi 2 is going to be made with a Resident Evil 4 style control scheme, which I'm all for. Really? Yeah, apparently. Four. So... I was wondering if it was good. No. They're not going to have tank. I can't remember if there's going to have first a, person or not. Apparently, they're going to have a toggle no. to tank controls, but I'm not going to play it that way because screw tank controls. They suck. I think they should have a toggle to first person and make it more like uh, seven. Yeah, but it, this is a different team, I think. Oh. Yeah, so it looks like it's running on the same engine. As yeah, seven. I assume so. It looks very pretty. Yeah, yeah. That was the highlight of Sony's conference. Did they ever? do much on dreams or they just use dreams as sort of like an oh, interval man thing. i'm really excited about dreams yeah that's another oh, game, that game looks important like the, the scope and the breadth of dreams the fact that you can yeah. actually make video games in it in a pretty accessible way the whole like move to as a sculpting tool so they actually did show it off um properly. no i've heard people talking about it essentially yeah um i know they used it in between the segments in between the trailers for the big games they showed little clips of what I recognise as being characters from Dreams. Yeah. Uh, but for me, that was the only thing I saw about it. But I was very much skipping through things because I, there were several things I just wasn't interested that's in. Fair. I didn't want to waste time watching. I don't think they so. really showed it off, but that game's out in September, I think. But it's supposed to be a very really? robust so... video game making engine. So Because they've been talking about that forever. You know, games like that used to get more of a spotlight. Yeah, I think this. I think it's one of those games that's been talked about so long that I think they just want to get it out there now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think the reason we see a lot of sequels is Sony have already said that they're not really investing in in new properties as such. Uh, now, within the twilight years of the PS4, yeah. maybe in a couple of years' time, we'll have a new one. Probably. So, uh, couldn't stand not starting to develop brand new franchises. Speaking of uh, um, new PS4s, though, I might pick up that Kingdom Hearts one. I've not seen that. Um, I mean, as limited edition consoles go, it is perhaps not the nicest one I've ever seen. However, I kind of want to get the Kingdom Hearts one because it's going to come with the Kingdom Hearts Collector's Edition which is going to have all the games in it. Um, oh, is it? It's not every version come with all the games. Uh, there's a limited edition thought... and the console does mm. and the console's got like the Kingdom Hearts logo on the top of it and then lots of silvery bits. And, my, and you like Kingdom I Hearts. I like Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> I will probably admit to the fact that I was probably the same as you watching that trailer going, what the fuck is going on? Because I haven't played a lot of the games in between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, like uh, 365 yeah. Days and uh, Birth by Sleep I and don't know all the rest on. of these other Kingdom Hearts spin-offs and like the 2.5s and the 2.8, which adds more story and all of these things in between. I and don't I think know. that's why they've decided to bundle it all together, haven't I mean, they? Because I, just, otherwise... I would just like a film... It's like two hours long and explained all this lore and then I could play Kingdom Hearts 3 without worrying about yeah, it. Yeah, no one has that much time to play all those games. Do they? I, I mean, like... people have. People people love that series and I respect that. But I just, I don't know, like when you're retconning your lore like after the fact, because I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and then I played the PSP one and then I played the GBA one and then that was pretty much it for me. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, that. That game on the Game Boy, on the DS, sorry, was just atrocious. I really didn't enjoy it. And there's a lot of lore from that. Uh, No, there's a a DS one and then there's a 3DS one. But the DS one is one of the worst games I've ever played. I really disliked it. Is that one that was based off a mobile game, perhaps? (sighs) Maybe. But you play as Roxas, who's the the character you start as in 2. 
and okay. he's part of this like dark brotherhood i can't remember what they're actually called and um yeah there's loads of like nonsense going on sorry to say that to kingdom hearts fans i know you're not going to approve of my use of that word there's lots of so the the two games like the first game is so tight on its own lore and then the second game introduces some really nice ideas and mm. then you have to go back and retcon all that and then put different games in and then add different versions of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, we should have had Kingdom Hearts 3 ages we ago. We should have just had a Kingdom Hearts games. 3 game. And it's just like, <laughs> I would have just preferred that because then as as a long-time fan of that game, like I have played that game when it came out on the PS2, it's just like, I just want to play a third game and not have to worry about all this because it looks so bogged down in like... Axel with Kyrie and all of these side characters. I just like I just want to know what happened with Ansem. Like that's all I really care about is like. And all of that doesn't mean anything to me. No, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like I just yeah. I I want to know I want to know if Roxas is real. Is he a dream? Yeah. Is he Tidus? Okay. Um. And I I just want to get on with my life. To be honest with you, yeah, like I'd yeah. be more than happy. And the, the Disney stuff looks really interesting. The monsters world, the Monsters Inc world looks kind of cool. Mm. I'm just like cool. Can I just can I just play some Kingdom Hearts now, please, and not have to worry about this stuff? Yeah, can I because... can I build a gummy block ship, and can I get about town? That's all I want to know. There's not many games who have that big of a gap in between, is there? Just thinking of those two are on the PS2. Yeah, those are now we're on that's the PS2 games, and this is late PS4, and they've had to retcon yeah. and re-release those Crazy. games in between twice. But then Tom. again, they're on the PS2 yeah. uh, as 2.5, the PS3, the and PS4. 1.5, and then there's 1.8 <laughs> now, um, and then they they put Birth by Sleep, which is kind of a, like a pseudo remake of a Game Boy Advance game because it was a Game Boy Advance game set in between one and Isn't two. Isn't that the 3DS one? Um, Birth by yeah, Sleep. I, I think the, the 3DS one might be... I, I, honestly, Tom, there have been so many Kingdom Hearts games. I don't know anymore. anymore. I own, okay. I own them can, all. I have every single one of them. I have yeah. the limited edition consoles that go with each of them. I am a Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah. I just don't know yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. It's too much. It's way too much. Too much. <laughs> so was there anything else about E3? I'm trying to think if there's anything the... at Microsoft, to be honest. Um, uh, there was Devil May Cry Devil May, 5. Devil May Cry 5. Um, it'd be all right. Which seems like... We weren't willing to take a risk on Scalebound being a new IP, but, you know, we, we've got the resources to do another Devil May Cry. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But that, we'll see. Uh, is that got anything to do with uh, Ninja Theory or not? Probably not. Uh, no. I don't think so. I, I'm not sure. No, well, they, they bought Ninja Theory, didn't they? But that's nothing to do with them. But uh, they did the last uh, They did DMC, Cry, yeah, but this is Devil May Cry 5. This is not... DMC two. Mm. Even though that main character looks quite a lot like the new Dante from yeah. DMC. To me anyway. But I mean like, like he looks like the guy from like... it's the it's the dude from Devil May Cry Four. It's like the fake I know, but fake, he didn't look like fake him. Dante, but yeah, he does look like the guy from DMC, you're right. <laughs> Which uh it looks nice though. Again, I probably use in the Resident Evil uh seven engine. Yeah, probably. It looks that way. Nah. Uh I like those sort of games, but you know, I don't I still haven't played uh, finished Bayonetta yet. So. I haven't. <laughs> the first honestly, one. like I nearly re- and you've got the third one. I nearly rebought that Bayonetta collection on the Switch the other day because I was like, yeah. I should play this. And at the same time, I thought, no, Octopath Traveler's out in like two weeks, and I'm not supposed to be buying new games anyway. So maybe oh, I'll yeah. just. Oh yeah, Nintendo did feature that. Yeah, maybe they? I'll yeah. just buy that Nintendo. instead because every person I've heard play the demo of that game has gone, oh my god, this is the best GRPG I've played You've in forever. You've changed your tune though, haven't you, with new games? You were saying, mm, I, no, I haven't, no new games for Matthew. I haven't bought anything, honestly. Like, no, I, but now there are certain things that are coming that you, you certainly sound interested in. Um, I mean, nothing out this year, though. Like none of these, this none year. of these games are this year. Like, si- what about that? Cyberpunk. Uh, you've already got it though. That uh, Yakuza, uh, Fist of North Star game. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, I really bought that game. Like, I probably I'll buy it. Probably won't play it. Like, yeah. I I have a, a suited interest in supporting Yakuza games, especially sides, especially like side Yakuza games, because I really, really, really fucking wish they'd release Kenzen and Ishin in English. Yeah. And if I can support that by buying a Fist of the North Star game for the second time, 
I will gladly do it. Fair enough. Like that was that was the that was the rule of the start of the year, was it not? I said I'm going to buy the Yakuza games. Yeah. I didn't think they'd localize this one, which is why I bought it in Asia, and now I buy it here. But in all fairness, buying mm. the Asian copy cost me about twenty quid, so it's all right. Okay. So will we we draw a line under E three now and move on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you've got to go in ten minutes, so I guess we should. I, that's, um, <laughs> I think we've got to wrap it up. Uh, but in your gaming world, Matthew, is there anything that's really exciting you at the moment? What's your uh, well what's your thing right now? Um, what's on your radar? I played that there Yakuza six to death. I put like forty hours into it. I'm I I got all of the side stories done, and I I pretty much have all the achievements bar like three. Um, Yakuza wow. 6, Tom, is a pretty good game. You must have liked that um, game. Yeah. I'm throwing it out there, Tom, that uh, there is a, a Star Trek rule to Yakuza games. Star Trek? Yeah, I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I think even-numbered Yakuza games are, without a shadow of a doubt, the best, oh. whereas odd Yakuza games leave a lot, a little bit to be desired, and that even includes the first one after playing through Kowami. So, okay. Yakuza 2... Um, Yakuza Kawami 2, I should say, is actually coming That's out in August, though. So I will to be picking to, that yeah. one up because, as I've said to you before, that is probably my second favourite game. It's a tie between that and Kenzen. But mm. I'm not sure it's going to hold up, Tom. I think it may have a lot of filler in it that doesn't need to be okay. there. Okay. That's your feelings. Yeah, yeah. but let's see. On that I mean, like... Uh, God, they're re-releasing Yakuza one, uh, three, four, and five on the PS4. Just yes, like, cool. Yeah, I'll means. buy those. That's... Buy those again, all the way to the happy. farm. Oh God, give me Yakuza <laughs> four in a really nice tin again, and I'll I'll be there. Yep. So Yakuza, that's not a surprise. No, generally <laughs> I'll I'll rebuy the Yakuza games. It's probably about mm. it. Um, mm. I'm very curious to try Dreams, and then I was like, okay, maybe yeah. if I if Dreams is. If Dreams is something I feel I could make something in, maybe I'll buy Dreams and then have a piss around making a shooter. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dreams is uh, on my radar as well. I'd say. Other than that, stuff coming out this year, Octopath Traveler has me yeah. very conflicted. Because yeah. I, I do not... To me, it just looks dull as dishwater. It just looks brown. Just... It's an RPG and it looks brown. Oh, it looks beautiful. What's wrong with you? It looks so good. <laughs> have you not seen, like... I've just seen still yeah. images of just people standing yep, in the town have, with the water flowing it... under the town. It looks amazing. It, it looks incredible. Do anything it looks like me. Super Nintendo games looked in my head when I was a kid. Yeah, and it's brown. Yeah, but I mean, Super <laughs> Nintendo games were it, Tom. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's coming out. I don't know. I can't really think of anything else no. that's really going like, oh my God, I need to buy that this year, to be honest. But let's well, see. I'm not so much um, looking ahead. Uh, I mean, Shenmue and oh, uh, yeah. the Sonic Racing game. Well, and, I've already and, and bought Shenmue, so I'll. I'll huh? I said I've already bought Shenmue. Actually, yeah. Did you uh, did you have your backers survey send out thing in the week? Oh yes. Um, no, I, I haven't had it yet, but they said it was coming. I had mine on Friday, so I. Oh, I so 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 out. maybe I have. I'll have to double check. But... I did have the option of upgrading to the one with the t-shirt again, and I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to see how it is. I just want the physical copy of the game. I think that's all I said. I went the tier above that, so I, I, I did have like the $100 one, yeah. uh, which came with a t-shirt and some other bits, and then I put it down to the $60 one, which comes with like a phone card, so in the game you can call Oh, no, yeah, people. I don't have that. No, I just have the game. With the exclusive uh, Kickstarter backer sleeve. Uh, God, I hope that it. Kickstarter backer sleeve looks nice. Because otherwise, like. Because that's the only difference between that version and the one you'd be able to buy yeah, in the shop. Yeah, probably. Um, it's like. Yeah. It actually kind of annoys me. The the sleeve. The, the physical copy of Yakuza 6 that's not the limited edition. The, the disc is. Uh, in like an art book format. So it's like a softer oh. case with the, yeah, the regular yeah. retail edition. And then yeah. the one I have that comes with the nice glasses is just in a PS4 case. And I'm like, I kind of want that yeah. one. So I'm keeping an eye on it, it going on sale. something like that. Yeah, I went all out and got the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Special yeah. Edition from France. Uh, it comes with a lovely book, although it's all in French, so I can't read it. But it's <laughs> it's got a lot of illustrations in it. It's very did it come, nice, out, in did it come also... out in the UK? Not that special edition. Oh, that was in a, a French uh, exclusive. Sacre bleu. And being Street Fighter, had to have it. Yeah. 
Um, what I've learned since is those versions on on the disc are the first arcade versions of each of the Street Fighter games. So they don't, don't include all that extra stuff. They're not like the final version of Alpha. Well, 3 of course or... not, Tom's, because they're going to sell you that later. Probably, probably. So uh, I didn't know that, yeah. uh, but I'm still enjoying the uh, collection and played it quite a bit online. And I thought that was great. It's like took me back to being in an arcade. Yeah. Not that I've had the opportunity to do that a lot, but when I have, I like it's, it's a great experience. To, it's good. Someone to challenge you. Someone coming in, challenging you. You never played them before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been enjoying that uh, on and off. Uh, I played. I complete played complete the Super Nintendo game last night. Really. Uh, Porky's Haunted Holiday. Porky oh, Pig's Haunted Holiday. I've always wondered if that's any good. Is it a good game? Yes, it's a good game. I've seen that uh, you know, some pe- a couple of times. I'm going to pick that up next time I see it. Some people have criticised it for being too easy. I don't think it is. I think it's a good difficulty level. It took me just under a, a couple of hours to finish it. Yeah. Um, I died. It's very surreal at the end. Uh, yeah. It's very surreal at the end, uh, but it is certainly worth playing. Yeah, it's not the hardest game in the world, but that, but it's a, it's a reasonable challenge. Uh, someone even criticised the game for having the controls being too good. <laughs> really? I read on Wikipedia. Oh yeah, it would be more challenging if the controls of Porky were a bit more difficult. It's I think it's developed in Britain. It feels very much like an old school Amiga okay. game to me. Yeah. Uh, it's worth playing. I had a great time playing it. There are some slight frustrating things. The music is both wonderful and terrible at the same time. Oh, was it one of those games? It, it <laughs> but it's it was one of the deciding factors to make me get the game because some of that music's just so weird. Yeah. It's got an overall surreal, creepy vibe to yeah. it, and it sort of does work well. Anyway, I'm gonna have to leave it there because I've got to go. You do, yeah. I ca- I can't even talk about like my rare Game Boy pickups and all the rest of it that oh, I had I'm planned. I'm so sorry, Matt. Okay. We'll have to save that till next we time. We will, yeah. We have to get a lot to talk about and limited time to do it in. Exactly, so. that's how it goes. But as always, yeah. Tom Parry, a pleasure to talk with you. Oh, an absolute pleasure to speak to you. It's been too long, Matt. Exactly, and to our listening <laughs> audience, it's a pleasure to be in your ears again. Mm-hmm. If you've liked this podcast, if you have missed us, please let us know in a variety of places, uh, such as on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. You can do so on Twitter at TMA Cast. And you can do so in the comment section of both blastprocess.com and Tom and forward slash podcast. Um, if you want to reach out to us individually, you can do so at Tom Parry 11 on Twitter for Tom and at Game Boyle for me. Check out the the new version of Parry's pickups, perhaps, by the by the time we podcast next, who knows? And uh, you can also check out some Game Boy videos. Um, there will be one of Vanishing Racer, which is one of those rare Game Boy games, uh, coming up in this week, and then it'll be on to license. Until then, though, yeah. everybody, listen to us in iTunes if you want. Give us a review there, and be sure, as always, to game on. Game on. <laughs>